Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the Amazon Prime in the UK and Hulu in the US. A film called Deep Water, mainly starring Ben Affleck, who of course has previously been Batman, and Anna de Armas, who was recently in No Time to Die. So those are the two stars. Uh, this is called Deep Water, and as I said, it's available on Hulu uh, in the US and Amazon Prime in the UK, which is where I watched it. <clears throat> uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and uh, let's get into the spoiler-free section, and then there's some very interesting stuff to talk about in the spoiler section. But let's get into my impressions. What did I think? Did I like this film? Etc, etc. As you can see by the title, I've given this a must-see rating. Um, I really enjoyed this film. I really, really enjoyed this film. Um, I will say that this is kind of an example of I don't know if you'd call this a slow burn but it definitely uses the first hour to set up the second hour <clears throat> but the second hour pays off um the waiting in the first hour um because they're two very different hours of films I think or, or hours of the of, of the film because the first hour you're kind of... The film does some meandering and stuff. And then as that first hour was ticking on. I was kind of realising like... Okay there's some like pressure points building in the film. And I was like okay something's probably going to happen at some point. <clears throat> which will kick off like an event. And then you'll get like a last hour where things that have been building up can kind of get the big thriller sort of payoff <clears throat> and that was what ended up happening now in certain spots of this film it is a bit predictable but those predictable things also make sense because if some of those things that are a bit predictable don't happen I don't know where this film would have really gone um but uh yeah, overall, I really liked it, and like I said, I, I, I like the second hour more than the first, but it's kind of one of those reflection things where you get 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes in, and as the time is going on, you're kind of thinking, okay, it's building up to something, you can kind of sense that it's building up to something, and it does, and I was like, okay, you've still got another hour left of this thing, how long is it going to keep doing this and building up this pressure? And then there's an event that happens, which kind of kicks everything else off. And then the film kind of moves from third gear, and then for about ten minutes moves into fourth gear, and then for the rest of the film moves into fifth gear. And once you get to that fourth gear, and then obviously the fifth gear, you can see where things are start to start to pay off. Um... So in terms of pacing, it's pretty good. You've just got to be a little bit patient, which some people don't necessarily have patience these days. Because um, I was reading a lot of stuff about, like, you know, people finding this film boring or, you know, they thought it was too slow and that kind of stuff. I don't know how many of those people finished the film. Because um, it certainly pays off in a dramatic way. I do kind of oddly think that... I think there's kind of room for a sequel, maybe... But then if there's not a sequel, which I doubt that there actually will be one, um, 
I kind of understand. I, I I kind of understand where things end off, but you could continue the story if you wanted to. Um, but if we don't get a second film, which I doubt that we will, um, I'm relatively fine with uh, where things kind of end up with this. So you've got that sort of going on. Um, so yeah, it's it's good for those sorts of things. Uh, in terms of the two lead performances, I mean, you've got some very other notable names in here as well. You've got Finn Whitrock, who I've seen from a couple of seasons of American Horror Story. Um, you've got Jacob Elordi, who was recently in um, Euphoria, I think in the first and the second season. But he made kind of a big splash in the second season. You've got Tracy Letts, who I can't quite remember where I've seen him from, but he plays a big role. Then you've got kind of the funny guy of the film, which is Li- Little Rel Howery. Um, he, I've seen him in some places before, and uh, he does a, a pretty good job of being a bit of a funnier character. A bit of kind of the comedic relief within all the tension and drama, so I appreciated his character quite a lot. But uh, in terms of Ben Affleck and Anna Diarmas, they do a great job with what's kind of going on here. And... Anna Diarmas' character, who's called uh, Melinda, because Ben plays somebody called called Vic, um, her performance as Melinda, she's required to be much more emotive than Ben is as Vic, uh, and she does that really, really well. Because um, I'll talk about kind of the I'll talk about kind of the plot and what's going on, but not the obviously results of the plot, because that's safe for the spoiler section. Um, but she's required to be a lot more emotive. The film is kind of kind of majorly about her in the first part and then becomes definitely about him in the last sort of she she kind of has the first hour and he kind of has the second hour and that was kind of a point where I was struggling a bit with this film which also paid off to where she's doing these things which I'll mention in a minute and I was trying to get a read on not Ben's performance necessarily but Vic's character and like why aren't you doing something else and then you kind of realise that he is and then that kind of gets cleared up uh, so I found the journey of the characters two characters very interesting because basically what's going on here uh, so what is this film actually about it's about um, these this couple who've got a child um, a young sort of daughter probably about 10 or so maybe um, so that kind of young, and, uh, they're in a quite bad marriage, <laughs> like, really quite a bad marriage, an open marriage, if you want to call it that, sort of an open marriage, um, I suppose that depends on your perspective of an open marriage and how, how your idea of an open marriage relates to what they are doing, um, in this film, because they've kind of got their own idea of an open marriage in this film, so they're in a pretty broken, bad marriage, um, more sort of like emotional, uh, emotionally bad than physically kind of bad. Um, and what I mean by that is like how they feel about each other and and that sort of thing. Um, so I found that quite interesting and in seeing them sort of have dialogue with each other about different things and what was going on. Um, this film's very, very adult, uh, which I have no problem with at all. You can give me the most adult film TV show game you can think of, as long as you tell me the story well and you have interesting characters and the piece of media you're giving me is actually good. You can make it as adult as you want to. Uh, I did a podcast 
last year, I think, called uh, Sex, Violence and Censorship. Um, it was about how those things should be handled in the world of entertainment and media. So you can make the most adult thing that you want to, fine by me. Um, or you can make the most family-friendly thing that you want to, or anywhere in between. Cool, I'll take whatever you're going to give me, um, as long as the actual piece of media is good, and I like it. Um, so, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, sex and kind of sexual content, um, lots of different kind of things going on, um, kind of a violent film, I can't get too much into the violence now, because that delves into more spoilery stuff, but there's, um, there's a couple of sex scenes, there's some scenes that take place in a car, uh, some bedroom scenes, there is other scenes as well. Um, because I saw a couple of people moaning about, like, oh, it was really, really adult, and it's like, well, if you are an adult, which I assume that you are, um, why do you have a problem with that? And it kind of wasn't, because I've seen a bit of a complaint in, in terms of entertainment before as to something being, like, needlessly sexual or having a sex scene that is kind of not relevant. That I, that I understand if you're just showing sex or sexual content just for the sake of it then that can be a bit sort of whatever. But um, when they have the sexual and sex scenes in this film, is literally related to the tension between the two main characters. So it doesn't just do that. It doesn't just have those scenes just for the sake of it. It's very much related to the strain of their open marriage. and Because um, basically what's kind of happening is so uh Vic who's Ben Affleck's character um he's kind of this rich guy they live quite rich lives they have like parties almost every night and they drink and have a nice house and you know all that kind all, all, all that type of stuff nice cars you know that sort of thing and she I don't remember her job getting mentioned or explained so I'm not quite sure what Melinda actually does for a living, if I miss that, I apologise, but I don't remember her job, because there's a specific scene where somebody, uh, is Lionel, who's Tracy Letts' character, and he's like, hey, Vic, what, what do you do, and he's like, oh, I make chips for drones and and that sort of stuff, and the old sort of tech job here and there, um, they don't really show much of it, but they give him at least a background of what he's up to, um, and she kind of is... So she's in a position... So Melinda, who's Anna's character... She's kind of in a position where she wants her husband to want her more. Um, Literally by saying to him in a couple of scenes like... Hey, do you want to sleep with this woman? And like... um, Why don't you like take me right here on the floor? You know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, and she's, uh, I don't think this is really a spoiler, um, because I'm not going to talk about how it concludes, but she's kind of, um, sleeping with lots of other men in this film, and, um, Vic is kind of, Vic is kind of aggressive, uh, aggressively okay with it towards her. He's aggressively okay with it. I mean, they have, like, shouting scenes and stuff like that, but whenever they have those shouting scenes and... Because they do openly ask each other, like, hey, do you want to have sex with this person? Do you want to have sex with that person? Which I guess is the open marriage-ish type of thing, but she seems a lot more open to it than what he maybe is. Because um, there's a scene where, like, um, Vic is talking to a woman at a party and Mel- Melinda's like, do you want to have sex with her? And he's like, no, what are you talking about, kind of thing. So, 
again, I'm, I I don't know if it's specifically an open marriage or if, or if she's just or if he's just kind of he, he's kind of letting her her do her, her own thing. And in the first half, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And in the in the second half, it does. Um, which again, I'll get into in the spoiler section, because. Again, through the first 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes when you're watching this and you're kind of like, why isn't Vic doing something about this? About the way she's acting? Because she ain't trying to, she's not trying to hide what she's doing. She's really not trying to hide it at all. Um, she's kind of like, um, ma- ma- making, I, I was going to say parading herself around. That's the wrong uh, term I wanted to use. She's kind of like making herself the spotlight in all these different parties and she's like, you know, trying to get the attention of everybody, but it's kind of like she's trying to show herself off in front of her husband, even though they're already married. Um, so he's the one that's actually married to her. But again, it's this kind of int- really interesting back and forth, and it gets more interesting to me as the film goes on. Of like, because essentially, what, what I, I think the way that she looks at it, right. Because they both look at it obviously in different ways. And that causes their um, arguments to happen. She kind of looks at this as like. You're not giving me. You're not giving me enough basically. And you know I'm getting sex from these other men. And he has his own way of dealing with that. Which I'll get into in the in the spoiler section. She has suspicions about what he's doing. And how he's taking things. Because when she's kind of openly talking about like, hey, I went and met so-and-so and he says, like, oh, did you have sex with him and all this? Um, she kind of is very vague about all of it. Um, and then she she kind of says in a couple of scenes, I was like, oh, if I did, do do like, do you not want me? So again, it's that kind of thing of like, I suppose it's that, I mean, this can happen to either side of the relationship, whether it's the man or the woman. It's kind of the unhappy person in the relationship that's looking for sex elsewhere, basically. And that's not necessarily specifically a woman thing. It's a men can do that as well, obviously. But in this film, it's the woman doing that, so it's it's her that's doing that. Uh, so she's the unhappy wife that's looking for sex or action, however you want to phrase that, elsewhere. Um, so. Yeah, and I, as I said, I found that a very interesting back and forth throughout this whole film. Um, and, like, some of the other characters, such as Miles, who I mentioned earlier, who's kind of the comic relief. And he's like, hey, how are you kind of, like, okay with what your wife's doing? Because everybody kind of suspects it, but obviously it's not their business, so they don't directly intervene. Um, and Vic kind of is just like, she is who she is, and I accept her for that. And again, in the first hour when that stuff is happening, you're like, huh? But why? Um, and then it gets revealed later on how he kind of deals deals with it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, there you go with, with, with that. Um, and I'll say something as well. You know, they have a lot of sex scenes and they picked two very attractive leads. Uh, very, very attractive leads with uh, Anna Diarmas and Ben Affleck. Obviously, she's having sex with other men as well in this film, which you do get some scenes of. Um, but yeah, they <clears throat> they did a. Pre- if you're gonna, because uh, if you're gonna have, I mean, it's obviously objective as to who finds who attractive in the world, obviously. But 
Um, if you're gonna do a very sexual focused, <coughs> excuse me, if you're gonna do a very sexual focused film or piece of content, and it's gonna have as much sexual tension and sex in it as this does, kind of might be ideal that you pick two attractive leads. And again, some of you might not think Ben and Anna are attractive. Some of you might think that they are, which I think that they are. Um, some of you might find a totally opposite person attractive. That's that's up to you, uh, and that's that's all good. Um, but I, I thought that was quite interesting. So yeah, um, but no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, if if the if the if the second hour was as weak and slow as the first one was, and it didn't pay off the first hour, then this film just wouldn't have come together. But it it does. So for me. Um, but yeah, it's mostly my, um, spoiler-free thoughts. Again, you can watch this on Hulu in the... Because I went to watch, like, a trailer for this. Because it kind of just dropped on Amazon. I was like, oh, Anna Diarmas, Ben Affleck. I like both of those people. Um, obviously Ben has been, uh, Batman. Um, he's such a perfect look for Batman as well. God damn it, it's a shame we ain't getting that Ben, um, that Batfleck film. And she obviously, uh, I know her from No Time to Die. I've probably seen her in some other things, but No Time to Die is where I remember seeing her from, uh, obviously from a few months ago, which I loved her in that film as well, because that is a very good film, No Time to Die. Um, but yeah, it's just damn, every every time I looked at Ben in this film, it's like, you're such a perfect prime-looking Batman. Damn it. Um, Robert's a great Batman too, but like, Ben is that sort of, perfectly looking middle-aged man to play a like prime not young not old batman so it's like ah but um anyway glad to see he's doing other films i know obviously he had some personal issues with the batman stuff um so yeah i'm glad to see that because he's gone off and done some other films as well so i'm glad to see him uh doing well in this so good uh all right that's it for the spoiler free section um we'll just take a break i don't think i'll do any housekeeping but we'll take a break very quickly we'll come back i'll give you a spoiler warning and then we'll get into said spoilers i'll see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right so i'm going to get into spoilers for deep water um, of course, if you don't care what happens in this film and you just want to hear me talk about the rest of it, you can stay if you want to. But if you do have the intention of watching Deepwater um, and you don't want to be spoiled on the film, now is the time that you're going to want to leave. But uh, you can check out our other, our other TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. There's plenty to choose from in the meantime. Uh, you can find those all on the website entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, lots of stuff that we've done so if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen deep water and you want to and you don't want to be spoiled i'm going to get into spoilers now so if you're listening on a podcast player this is me giving you an opportunity by the way to turn the episode off so try to, to try to do that while i'm saying this uh so if you're listening on a podcast player you can press pause mute click it off play a different episode play some music if you want whatever you need to do to switch the episode off if you're on the website version you can press there's a mute button pause button home button you can click the tab off if you want to click on a different piece of content press back there's there's lots of things that you can do um because you might uh you might have you not have you might not be uh hands-free so just giving you an opportunity to switch it off um, Alright, let's get into spoilers. So, um, yeah, as I kept saying in the spoiler-free section, Vic's kind of way of dealing with it was to, well, kill the men that she'd slept with. Um, so it's got two of them listed here. One of which, of course, one of the last ones was Nick. He gets killed in the uh, in the woods, and then Ricky gets drowned. Uh, there was another guy who's not listed in the cast because he wasn't in the film. I think his name was, like, Marshall or something. Uh, that was the one before of like there was a rumor that that Vic had killed him because um, he was with Melinda as well. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's kind of this thing where because Vic and Mel- Melinda still did have sex and we did see it like a couple of times in the film. But um, I suppose this was kind of this like thing where she makes herself like the center of attention at parties gets the interest of another guy um which wouldn't be hard to do because she looks like Anna Diarmas because she is Anna Diarmas um so she's kind of doing that and obviously she's dressing up and looking nice and everything and then Vic is just like watching it happen um and he's well aware of it i mean to anybody in that room it would be quite obvious that like Oh yeah, Ricky's giving me piano lessons. It's like, hmm, yeah, I think we all know what that what that means. Um So you got that going on, but I suppose because these men just keep uh, keep keep mis- uh, disappearing. And um Melinda kind of like wanders about it for a bit and then moves on to just the next guy. And I mean, because when uh, Ricky died, when he got drowned in in the pool, because it, it it could have been plausible, right, that he drank too much, you know, alcohol and being in a swimming pool, not a great combination. He could have dozed off drunk, so that could have happened, and that was basically what Vic was trying to say. But no, he like full on drowned him, and 
I don't know. It's this, it's kind of this, this this tension, this interesting tension thing of like she almost kind of knows that he's killing these guys, but she's not completely sure about it because everyone kind of suspects that he's doing that because of the rumor of the from the guy from before. Um, and then he kind of because you see when he um. It's more when Nick comes into the picture, I think, and Nick, because these guys get, like, invited around for dinner, they have awkward dinner conversations and stuff, and, um, then, like, the dinner ends, and she kind of sneaks off to another room with the guy, and you can hear them giggling and kissing and that sort of thing, and I suppose for Vic, this is kind of like, because you got the sense when he killed Nick... That he enjoys killing people. And kind of when he killed Ricky. I mean you can't really see his facial expression when he's killing Ricky. Because he's underwater. But the way he was kind of tying up Nick. And he sort of knew what to do with the with the stone and the rocks and stuff. Even though it didn't work. You kind of got the sense that it was sort of. He's alright with being in this marriage. Because even though his wife sleeps with other men. He gets to kill them and he likes doing that. That's the That's the sense that I got and then she likes to both sleep with these other men and her husband and kind of tease her husband about it so that's why I was mentioning like it was kind of a bit of a twisted version of an open marriage because there's killing involved that she might be aware of but um I guess it's this kind of strange interesting back and forth where she's getting off on well getting off with other other people and him and she's also getting off with the fact that the teasing that she's doing both towards Vic and these other guys she likes doing that to Vic um that's the sense that I got um and I suppose that I, I suppose cuz I've heard some stuff here and there about like open marriages and people and, and like the men or the women in those relationships kind of enjoying seeing their um partner get off with another person um and then I, I suppose it's like the teasing part of like look I'm having sex with your wife and isn't that like teasing you and I suppose Vic got Vic and Melinda got an element of that because I mean, because there's a, there's a scene where she's um, she's downstairs talking. She's trying to talk quietly, even though she knows that Vic is basically watching. He's watching from a banister, um, and she's like, she's saying about like, oh, we can go off to here or whatever. I think she's talking to Nick on the phone at the time. And Vic starts like, because the camera zooms in on on his hand, kind of zooms in on his hand, and he's kind of squeezing this banister in like this. I think there's a mixture of there of like anger, sexual tension, and kind of like I don't know. There's a lot going on there with with the character, and I do like the way that Ben played the um, more subtle parts when he's literally just standing there watching his wife do what she's what she's kind of doing. Because um, I suppose the release for him of the tension and the well, sexual tension, I suppose, is when he's killing these people. Um, because, I mean, there's two, obviously, the, the drowning and the and the rocks killing is two different ways, but 
Um, and that didn't quite... The whole, like, him potentially enjoying killing people... Um, I didn't really quite sense that until he killed Nick. Um, because, again, with Ricky, it's, like, in the water and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I almost got the feeling he enjoyed killing Nick more than he did with, with Ricky. Um, even though with Ricky... Because there was the whole, like, $3,000 piano lessons and whatever else was going on there. Um, which Vic didn't even investigate. The bank called him, didn't they? And they was like, hey, are you aware of this big charge that's coming out? And etc, etc. So that was uh, quite interesting. Um, so yeah, that's most of, like, the second hour and some stuff from the first hour. Um, so, yeah. But no, I just found the back and forth between Vic and Melinda really quite interesting and really well played by the two uh, leads in in this film, uh, and even though their scenes are relatively short, I did enjoy seeing Jacob and uh, Finn in this film. Like I said, from Euphoria, an American Horror Story. Um, so those were those were quite good. Uh, Jacob's quite a young, good actor, I think. Um, kind of a bit of a rising star, which is which is good. Uh, I suppose I should just talk about the ending now, really, because I've talked about most of the other stuff. Um, so. They go on this picnic trip, and it's the three of the, the three of them, including the daughter. And there's a there's a very nice dog in this film as well. Um, so that's all going on, and so he takes Nick out to this uh, park woods sort of place, and uh, thought it was really interesting watching. Because obviously, there's a lot more to observe there than there is with the drowning in the pool, because the drowning in the pool is just like. He does that, and then that's it. Um, but you can you can tell, like, because he pulls up on Nick, and he says, like, hey, Belinda says you'd like this place and, and, and stuff. And then he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll get in. And you know the, the moment he closes that car door and he gets in there, he's dead. Um, so yeah, and then like he starts driving really aggressively, and you see Nick is like, you know, getting worried. I mean, you would be, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd be a bit worried, and then so- someone says they're going to take you somewhere, and then they drive you off to the woods, and they have problems with you. Um, yeah, you, you might get a bit worried that you're about to get killed. Um, Ghoster, I thought it was really interesting actually, because Nick's like, "Hey, I'm going to call Melinda. Do you mind?" And Vic's like. Sure, go ahead. And he's like, oh, I've got no signal. I wonder if he knew that he would have no signal. Because what would he have done if he didn't? I suppose he could have just knocked the phone up, whatever. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah. And then you see him... I mean, the one question I have for Nick's character is, like... He's clearly suspicious in this car of, of Vic. Like, why did you walk in front of him? Like, if you're in a, <laughs> in a scenario like that where he's not a hostage, right? He's not been, like bound and gagged or whatever um why walk in front of the person you think might kill you I, I, I don't I don't know I don't know why you would do that I guess it's a human error kind of thing and then he throws like a small stone at him and it kind of stuns him uh kind of reminded me of like in video games when you get like a rock or like in last of us when you get a bottle or a, or a brick and you can like stun an enemy and then they kind of stagger and stuff and you can kind of Go up to them and do an execution. And then he gets this massive rock. Whacks him around the head. Um, he starts stumbling. He's trying to 
he's trying to grab onto those like really thorny kind of branches that probably would have hurt but then probably what would have hurt more is having his head smack on the on the bricks goes to drown him does all the does the trick with the um well not the trick does the thing with the with the rocks and stuff tying it tying his body down i don't know how that wouldn't have worked by the way because i have no experience with doing anything like that um obviously we've seen in films before where like somebody will put somebody in a body bag and they'll sort of tie rocks to that body bag and then let it float in the water. So I don't know how that wouldn't have worked. Maybe it was the way the current was flowing or something. I'm not really sure. But um, yeah, that's all kind of going on. Um, but the moment that, that for me where it clicked was to like, oh, he kind of enjoys killing these people. Is like when he's actually tying Nick up. And there's a bit of nervousness look on his face. But I mean, he clearly took him out. He had to plan to kill him, obviously. But there's a sense of like when he's when he's tying him up and he's being really tight with the with the belt and stuff. You got the sense that he kind of enjoyed killing these people. And I suppose there's a, there's a part of Vic as well that's thinking like, I've beaten you. You're not sleeping with my wife again. Like I've I've beaten another man, sort of thing. Maybe I'm reading that wrong, but that's just the reading I kind of got. Um, and I suppose each time that because this happens three times that we know of, because there's the guy from before this film takes place. And then uh, Ricky and then Nick. So we know that there's at least three men that has happened to. I get the sense as well that once he's killed these people. And he kind of goes back home and is like says hi to his wife. That it's like I'm back home. The wife might do a bit of teasing like she kind of does. But I, I, I took out that man. Like he's gone. Um, Like there's the, the, the competition's not there. I, I don't know. Something like that maybe. That, that kind of was going on. Um... And then, yeah, you get the quite dramatic scene with Lionel. Um, and I want to talk a minute in a minute about Vic and Melinda and whether they're right or wrong about what they're both doing. Because there's some, there's some grey area stuff, but there's also some less kind of grey area stuff going on. So I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, Lionel sees him. They have a long discussion about like, hey, my wife's scarf was lost back here, which it was. But obviously Vic had the idea anyway. To go back and sort the body out. And you can tell the whole time. Lionel's trying to ask him questions about that. What are you doing with the stick and this and that. And he's got suspicions about him clearly. Because he mentions it earlier. I think he outright asks him at that party. He's like hey did you murder that guy. And he's like no of course I didn't. I think that was in the same scene. Where he says about what do you do for work. Because Lionel was basically suspicious of him the whole time wasn't he. Um, But he had no concrete evidence I suppose. Um, tell you what I could have done with just a little flashback scene as to Vic killing the guy from before. That might have been a little bit helpful. Not nece- not necessary, maybe, but kind of would have been interesting. Um, just to see how that kind of played out, maybe. But yeah, he sees him and uh, he catches up to him eventually. Um, on a on a bike, obviously he takes a shortcut and stuff. And um, I'm going to assume Lionel's probably dead. I think the Vic assumes that Lionel is dead because um, he like badly crashes his car. Um, I don't know what the chances are that he survives that, but y- you never know with film and TV. Do we didn't we didn't see a body? So um, yeah, so that was all very very dramatic. Um, I quite liked to to see that um, conclude in that way. Um, I am a little bit confused about the ending, and this is where there's room for a sequel, but I don't necessarily need one. So she sees the wallet of um, Nick, because he took it out of his pocket, didn't he? Um, And he's got it 
in the container with the snails that they were talking about eating and stuff. And then somebody's burning it later on. I think it was Melinda that was burning the, the wallet. Um, so she's not bothered about... Because it's quite clear from that point that, like, he's killed Nick. I mean, why else is his wallet in his house hidden? You know, why else does somebody do something like that to somebody that's gone mysteriously missing? Um, so, again, maybe it's that kind of thing where she knows... He's killing people sometimes. And this is like a confirmation for her. But she wants to kind of continue the way things are. Um, That's something I could do with a little bit of an answer to. Um, So ultimately he kind of for now gets away with with things. Uh, Which leads me into my last kind of talking point. So Belinda's doing some stuff that's not right. And so is Vic in this film. Now obviously... Cheating on somebody is not a crime, it's not illegal, it's not good, it's not right. Um, Again, it could be the part about the open marriage stuff, but it's still not a great thing to do to somebody. Um, And Vic seemingly does and doesn't like it. Um, But, yeah, there's there's that kind of going on. But Vic is murdering people, so yes, he is the one that's actually committing the crime and doing the wrong thing. Um, because for the first, like, half an hour, 45 minutes of this, you're kind of, I was kind of thinking, okay, Melinda's a terrible person who's, like, cheating on her husband and sleeping around and trying to act like everything's okay. Um, and the more and more the film goes on and you realise how Vic is kind of okay with it, um, because of the potential open marriage sort of thing. Um, she becomes less and less in the wrong. Not in the right, but less and less sort of in the wrong. But, um, Vic is the one who did commit a crime. Um, because, I mean, for either of these people, because you've got two different angles to this, right? One of which where Melinda is kind of, I mean, they're both probably unhappy in this marriage. That's that's pretty clear, because they have quite a, a, a bad, open marriage sort of thing um if she really wanted to like okay i am actually fed up with you she could leave him and if it was the other way around to where vic was thinking like okay i don't want to kill people anymore you keep sleeping around with different men i don't like it he could leave her so because they're not i mean yes he's well doing more than physically abusing people, he's killing people. There's no, there was no physical abuse between the two of them. Obviously, there was a lot of shouting and arguing, so it's not a physical abuse relationship. There's maybe some emotional abuse there, possibly, uh, depending on how you kind of look at it. Again, there's some fine lines and there's some grey areas in this film that are probably kind of, like, debatable. But, again, if Melinda feels that Vic isn't doing enough or... Um, doing enough with her, then she could leave him. And if he gets fed up of killing people or doesn't want to do that and then realises, like, hey, I don't like that you're doing this. And she's like, well, I'm going to keep doing it because you make me unhappy. Um, Which, again, she's... If that was the scenario, she isn't really doing any... She's kind of doing the wrong thing but not the illegal crime thing, whereas he is. Um... Which again makes for a very interesting first and second half to this film. Because the first half I was kind of like wow this woman's an ass to him. 
And then once you realise, like, oh, he is killing people, it's like, oh, no, he's he's the one in the wrong because he's doing the, the crime. And if he is unhappy with his wife and he doesn't like the open marriage anymore, which he doesn't seem like he kind of does, again, that's where the bad marriage stuff kind of comes in, he could leave her, she could leave him, is, is my point, if they're both genuinely unhappy with each other. So there you go what that would mean for the custody of the child i have no idea but that's just the 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 options i suppose that they've got um who knows you know i've not been in like a serious relationship for a while so maybe i'm rusty on the particular subject of relationships and marriages obviously i've I've never been married before um so maybe i'm not the best to be discussing relationships and marriages and things like that and certainly not open marriages because i've not done that before either um so i'm not experienced with any of that um, I mean, we, we all know kind of the basic rights and wrongs within relationships, but, um, open marriage is a bit of a different thing, possibly, if that's what's actually happening here. So, yeah, um, but again, I'm here to just review this film and give you my perspective. You might have a different perspective. Maybe if you're listening to this, you've been married for five years, ten years, twenty years, a week. Um, maybe you've been married for a really long time or whatever, whatever your kind of, um, experiences with that you might have a different perspective to me if you do write in let me know what your perspective of their relationship kind of is i'm very curious about um what other people think is going on between the two of them so anyway that's my thoughts on the film i really enjoyed uh, my time with this again more so in the second half than the first but once you've seen the second half you can appreciate the first half more at least i think so so there you go anyway if you want to write in let me know uh what do you think of their marriage um what do you think of what they're both doing and you know, Vic is the one doing the crime. She's the one that's doing a bad thing, but not the illegal crime bad thing. So, yeah. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, what do you think of the two actors? Anna Diarmas and Ben Affleck and that kind of stuff. Um, and would you like a sequel to this? Because if somebody said to me, like, okay, there's not going to be a sequel to this film, I would say, okay, fine. But if you're going to make a sequel to this, I'm interested. So, anyway, where do you where do all of you sit with all of that? Let me know what you think. MatthewDentertainmentTalk.org uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, is a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Um, there's also a big email box on the website version of the episode, and you can uh, use that as well. There's also a clickable email name in the show notes. Anyway, that's my thoughts on um, Deepwater. Uh, I can't remember if I give this a number rating. Usually I kind of do that alongside a must-see thing. i probably give this like a 9, I think. Yeah, 9 out of 10, maybe. Um... Yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, but uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts. I'll take a look out for all of that. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, hopefully you did. If you did or didn't, let me know. Uh, but if you did and you want to hear more of what we're doing, you can find all the rest of the content on entertainmenttalk.org. Podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk, TV, games, films, Manchester United podcasts. Take a look out for all of that. Um, if you want to support us in other ways, you can tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it. So either just by telling them or by, um, using social media and whatnot, you know, sharing the links around different places or just by telling people in your normal conversations, however you'd like to do that. Uh, so that's an option as well. Uh, Patreon, you can support us over there. The $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options should be a link in your show notes. I, I always put the link to the, uh, ad free episode which is optional you can just well you've already listened to this uh version of it but um 
there's a link for that if you want to check it out in the show notes as well so check that out if you want to but patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers every podcast review options uh for tv and your film news um so if you want to know what's going on with all that kind of stuff uh david's posting that regularly over on geektown.co.uk is also geek town radio uh those episodes that's a weekly podcast episode those release on tuesday so look out for a new episode tomorrow for the 29th of march so look out for that as well uh, if you want some fun stuff on Twitch, um, me and Bex have got you covered individually, but still. Uh, you can find her streams over on uh, Twitch, which is uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. If you like PlayStation stuff, she's doing Tomb uh, Raider on Monday, so check out what she's doing over there. Some charity streams, that sort of stuff, really good uh, content over there. You can also follow my stuff as well, eTalk UK over on Twitch. It's uh, got the schedule tab if you want to know when I'm going live with different games and whatnot. So have a look out for that. If you miss any of the archive streams, I put them up later on YouTube, which is called Entertainment Talk Plays. Uh, so for the archive streams, and if you want to see the COD clips and that sort of stuff, you can find that on the same YouTube channel. Thanks very much for listening, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.